Welcome to the Evolution Exchange podcast, bringing together the best technical leaders to talk about the industry passions and challenges that they are facing. I'm Ollie Stockford from Evolution Recruitment Solutions, helping businesses connect with top tech talent. And today, I'm your host. So today, we're going to be discussing the topic on the digital revolution of football clubs. And I am delighted to be joined by Marco Savino, the CEO of ITAPRO, and Stefano Perna, the CEO of the Scouting App. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's allow both of our guests to give a brief introduction. So, Marco, do you want to kick us off, please? Yeah, definitely. So, first of all, thanks a lot for hosting me. Uh, yeah, I'm Marco Savino, CEO founder of Pro. I would say that I've been working for the last 13 years in the football industry, as first as a sports scientist, part of a coaching staff, since I started this uh, venture, which is Pro, which is basically a data management platform that uh, integrates... Uh, all the data and technology from different departments of the club and turns this data into actionable insights for the decision makers. Thanks, Marco. And Stefano? So, thank you so much for inviting me and the scouting app to this podcast, Oliver. So, anyway, I'm Stefano Berna. I am a professional sports director founder of the company, the scouting app, where we offer a digital solution for any kind of uh, scouting department who needs a tools for making the project to realize their own scouting reports and working in analysis with this specific kind of data inside the work group we offer inside uh, there. Fantastic. Thank you very much, both of you. So now you're both introduced. Uh, let's move on to the topic in focus. Two fantastic technical leaders with vast experience behind them. So I think this is going to be a brilliant conversation. So individually, we've been discussing a few questions or statements on the digital revolution of football clubs. And as usual, I'll be asking you both to give your thoughts on the questions that you've agreed to answer uh, and then allow each of you to give your take on the questions individually also. So let's start with Marco. Marco, one of your questions were, how has the use of technology and data analytics changed the way football clubs operate? Thanks, Oliver. So, yeah, that's a very interesting one, actually, because uh, I, I believe it's one of the major trends right now, especially because, uh, you know, like technology evolution, innovation, that there's always been there. You know, we, 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 we knew different phases of that. It could be, you know, moving from uh, air trade belt to GPS, moving from just video analysis to a more like a scouting AI. And probably Stefan will add more about this, you know, scouting AI tool and this kind of recruitment tool as well. But I have to say that uh, we can see two major changes. One is at, uh, let's say, kind of technical level, you know, the, we're talking about small things. I'm talking about like uh, how to communicate between members of the staff, you know, because since we have more information about what the player is doing on the pitch, we are able to push more analysis through uh, all the uh, coaching staff and let's say all the decision makers in the club. So we're, we are able to give them much more uh, actionable insight about how to prepare the game, how to prepare the training. And that's for sure is one of the biggest changes that we, that we knew. Uh, on the other side, I have to say that, of course, the technology allows all of this, but not every single club changes the way how to operate because we still know that there's a lot of clubs out there that are still operating in a very old-fashioned way, which work in some case, so it's not, it's not bad at all. But, uh, yeah, I always say, uh, Oliver, that uh, innovation starts from people first, process second, and the technology is the last one. Because you need to have, like, people which, are, which have a sort of buy-in, you know, they have a mindset, they are educated about uh, digital transformation and using digital tool as a daily operation. And on the other side, uh, the process are fundamental, are critical, because 
if you don't have a, pro a good process in place, all your framework is going to fall apart or you're going to have a very active environment where you to operate with. And just the last is the technology is going to smooth the first two, of course. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say that we have less value than, than, uh, than the rest of the process. But of course, there's some, uh, uh, let's say, foundation before to go to the, to the technology application. So I believe those are the two main uh, things that probably are the more relevant today. But we are also in a, an age where definitely most of the club are trying to do this uh, uh, digital transformation process. Who is faster, who is uh, slower, but everyone is thinking seriously about applying this kind of strategy right now. Thanks, Marco. Um, Stefano, have you got anything to add to that, particularly obviously with, with the uh, background of uh, scouting gap? Well, yes. So anyway, about the scouting gap, this is specific kind of thing. So what we can see, it's a um, specific kind of uh, difference between market by market. Because if you can imagine, it's not the same being touched with the professionals, with um, different kind of knowledge about the technology and with the uh, emerging market in the football scouting, in your case, where they are ready don't have experience also in the basic way to make the scout. So as you can imagine, sometimes when you approach this specific kind of clubs and entity, they are interesting to make something new. Sometimes it's also hard to explain them with the kind of benefits they can uh, improve to their scouting department without uh, strong scouting knowledge. So anyway, sometimes uh, it will be something also depend uh, from the type of market, from the knowledge, uh, of the professional there in the market and what I think uh, will make the difference it's uh, of course the education also to understand the discover before to make uh, the right approach for try to offer the right service and uh, basically they also can be able to understand because as you can image also a lot of people subscribe these kind of uh, tools they are open technology but they are not able to use and it's something that can happen specifically in uh, as I said before in emerging market, uh, well, I don't want to say where, but as you can imagine, it will be something coming from the specific uh, different uh, emerging area of the current football world. But anyway, it's something, as you can understand, uh, you need always to be passionate about that and be able also to understand the, the process for offer them the right solution for them. Thank you. Uh, and Stefano, just staying with you here for your question, um, you might have added things here in your answer just then, um, but things you could expand on. Football clubs themselves now, very similar to what Marco said, um, you know, some football clubs stick into the, the sort of old-fashioned way, um, but a lot of com uh, clubs are moving forward with the digital revolution. Um, how would you say they've adapted in recent years? So, um, as you can imagine, the digital revolution is something uh, very fast and uh, a lot of different markets uh, are also ready regarding these specific things. And if you are in touch with a uh, professional coming from a um, developed market uh, about the scouting, because as I said before, uh, I prefer to talk about um, your topics regarding the scouting things. And if, for example, you are in touch with the entity coming from um, UK or also from Germany or also Spain because uh, it's um, one of the most developed countries regarding the scouting technology data analysts uh, in the city Europe. You can be able, of course, to have uh, also direct approach with this specific kind of entity and as you can image, also a club from lower leagues 
de a rilievo a specific um, process already developed inside, for example, the scouting department. So it's not something you, not uh, hard to find a club from a team division in the UK. Or else in Spain already have a data analysis department who already work in analysis or they already have inside their department also a professional data analyst for trying to make something new and something interesting regarding that. So uh, regarding uh, this specific new process, uh, if we considering uh, specifically in the scouting, from the uh, arrival of West Scout in the market at the beginning of, uh, I remember when it was in 210, from now, in the last uh, 30, 40 years, the world of scouting made uh, um, a lot of change, a lot of process, more than uh, of the previous 50 years what made the, this specific world inside this specific football sector. So as you can imagine, this kind of revolution, it's something uh, quite interesting, but uh, as I started to say also before, not the whole entity all around the world that really for be able to make this uh, step up regarding this uh, new technology from this uh, new thing. Cheers, Stefano. Uh, Marco, from your experience with clients that you work with, um, and obviously, you know, from the experience you've got from being within football clubs, how do you feel football clubs have adapted? Yeah, so if uh, I definitely agree with what Stefan said, uh, but I also have to say, if we zoom out, if we take this, uh, you know, this kind of digital revolution at wider, with a wider view in terms of every department, you know, so I, I would say that the clubs are starting to are people coming from other industry, which before was very difficult, you know. So uh, I used to say, and this is of course it's not a critic, but it's a positive one. Uh, football usually, I believe, was like 10 to 20 years behind any other industry. So as soon as a new tool, a new digital tool are coming into the industry and they become a value, you know, they needed to uh, fill up that gap, you know. And so they start to work like digital marketing uh, experts uh, in any area, uh, whatever is uh, uh, on the commercial side and the market side or the marketing side that they, they started to hire, you know, specific uh, uh, they, they started to create specific vacancy. For example, uh, you know, the first thing I can mention is data science. So uh, every club now is looking for some sort of data science project. So this was the first approach of the industry for sure. But I also have to say that before I mentioned something, or you know, some some club is still operating in the old-fashioned way. So uh, we need to consider also that there are people working in a club for 20 years and they did an amazing job, but they didn't have any digital tool until now. So they're not tech savvy, but they're still doing a great job. So now the biggest challenge for a club to adapt to this new revolution is matching the old with the new, you know, and also making available this technology, as Stefano said before, even for people, they don't know how to use it. Because in that case, if you're able to push a technology to someone that is not used to it, someone that is not that tech savvy, that means that you nailed it. And when you are able to do that, of course, uh, you, you just kind of trigger a virtuous circle and everything to, is going to be positive in terms of technology adoption. Uh, of course, we can see this at different level, but I have to say that probably, you know, this gap between the old and the new and this big wave, which is going very fast, as Stefano said, you know, like in the last 10 years, we saw so much innovation compared to the last 50. So it's uh, we need to uh, keep up, you know, with the evolution and innovation much faster than before. 
that's uh, my two cents, say, on the topic. Well, that's brilliant. Thank you. And and staying with you, Marco, for your next question, um, which, again, there's a lot of overlaps uh, with questions, but it's great because obviously it bodes well for a fantastic conversation, which I expected. Um, so, Marco, your second question here was, how can smaller football clubs with limited resources compete with larger clubs? When it comes to digital innovation, especially we're hearing it every single transfer window, but we're hearing it again in the summer this time um, of investment. How do smaller clubs with limited resources compete with the larger ones? That's uh, that's a great question, and it's also one of the mission of Interpro. You know, as a as a company, we are trying to provide you know a technology that help the smallest club to fill the gap with the top clubs, even though they don't have an, uh, the same number of resource budget and sides of course yeah because, uh, we have always to consider that for example uh, of course we have we work with top clubs you can see across our portfolio we have like uh, a few big clubs uh, working with us the thing is that uh, those clubs they have a much larger margin of error in terms of uh, spending you know their budget in the wrong way I, I won't say in the wrong way but you know uh, since the especially the wages are skyrocketing recently especially in the last five years you know of course, big clubs need to sign a top player to to win. Even though this tendency, you know, some clubs demonstrate that you can do it in a different way. Uh, <laughs> of course, yeah. it's not it's not the winning of the Champions League this year, the perfect example. But <laughs> I would just say that, for example, if you check AC Milan in the last couple of years, is one of the uh, other team that has not that you know is doing great job and they, they they won they they won they won the cup just one year ago. Sorry, they won the league just one year ago. However. Uh, if uh, we talk about small clubs and we talk about uh, the opportunity cost of implementing something like, you know, a, a digital transformation tool. And in my case, you know, we kind of work with a lot of stakeholders across uh, a lot of departments. So we kind of cover the entire organization. So I can literally see the uh, all the benefits. Uh, for example, one thing that I want to I want to raise is uh, the time saving opportunity. Because yeah. uh, everyone is thinking that it's a small thing, it's a minor uh, improvement, but trust me, Oliver, it's not. It's a huge, it's a massive thing because right now everyone is working in vertical, in his own of our expertise, and when they need to communicate to each other, you know, it takes a lot of time. There's a lack of, lack of communication. It's a very active environment. When you are able to uh, kind of streamline workflow and communication, we calculate that we save about one hour between 30 minutes and uh, two hours and a half, depending on which position you cover in a club, per day for employee. We are talking about a massive amount of hour during the year. Uh, we are not saying that we're going to replace these people with technology. We not we don't replace we don't replace the human being. But I'm saying that I help them to focus on the things that are more important than just managing tool, you know, and doing analysis, this kind of thing. So that's yeah. number one. And the number two, since they have much lower margin of error. And if you're able to put, you know, to create a framework that helps you to control every single process and information, of course, you can take informed decision. When you take informed decision, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you're going to take always the right decision, but at least the chance, the statistical chance to take a decision that is more efficient is definitely higher. So on a long, on a middle and long term, this will pay back 100%. That's for sure how a small club should operate in order to fill the gap with a with a big club you know try to make the club sustainable uh, and uh, let me say just the last thing is that you know sometimes 
we think about like short-term results and this where usually football is broken you know so like coaching staff doesn't have the same time frame as the club the, the club is thinking in uh, probably two three seasons the coach is thinking just in weeks because they need to win the game mm-hmm. so when you're able to create a framework that support the coaching staff but at the same time keep that vision on long term that's where you can make a difference otherwise you're gonna borrow money you're gonna like uh, you know keep changing keep missing your expectation as well so that's not a good working environment where you find a good work environment that works also because of the digital transformation one so we should think about digital tool as a a occasion an opportunity fantastic really good insight there stefano have you got anything to add there no, I'm generally agree with Marco also because in the world of scouting is exactly what he described. So anyway, specifically with the new trends of the market, because uh, also regarding uh, the newest wonder kids arrive uh, in the top European clubs in the last season booming from and not that traditional scouting market with the help of uh, this specific kind of tools. So, of course, today it's possible to make a uh, uh, deeply scouting analysis, uh, also not only with the data, but of course, um, working with um, uh, subjective evaluation and with the help of the specific tools available today. It's also possible to discover a player in a market where uh, before you never considering was it possible to find an interesting player because. Regarding that, as you can imagine, uh, until five, six years ago, the basical market for make scout, it was the classical one like Brazil, Argentina, even Europe was French, Spain. But today, with the arrival of a player for a country like uh, Georgia, Canada, and uh, also South Korea, and all the specific market, with uh, also that uh, the small clubs this kind of tools and with the opportunity to analyze in the deep this specific market without to make a big movement simply stay at home and simply stay in the office it's possible of course to arrive in this new area and be able to discover the next Guarascalia or Alfonso Davis and so anyway it's something as you can understand will offer a big benefit for the small clubs also because the big clubs sometimes are not interesting when they're in this market and direct example of what happened the last season with uh, which I got a fair. Uh, I think today it's one of the most important left winger in the all around the world and no one no week and it's the something offer you the opportunity to understand that of the, but the little uh, clubs the small clubs can be able to enter in a new market uh, without um, uh, big competitors because probably the big clubs are not interesting to enter maybe in a market like Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, so there are similar things. People of course to discover the next uh, top player of anyway with this kind of tools, it's more easy, and I think it would be the right uh, solution for try to compete to white level and be able to stay for a longer time. Thank you, Stefano. You've partially asked, uh, answered. Um your final question there in terms of what skills do football clubs need to develop to stay ahead of the digital era is there anything else you'd add in specific to that question um, and Marco feel free to uh, get involved following Stefano as well it's for me the question sorry Oliver I don't understand when you ask also the question to Mark sorry uh, so your final question uh, what skills do oh. football clubs need to develop to stay ahead in the digital era so about that what I think uh, it's uh, the most important thing is it's uh, develop 
acknowledge in the people working in clubs because today a lot of people are interested to work inside the digital era but they are not able to have the right knowledge and a lot of people try to make a lot of course but uh, without uh, be able to learn something useful for their needs because as you can imagine today a lot of uh, football entity offer a position like a data analyst data scientist but the big part of this professional are people coming from the world of football without knowledge on informatics fields and without uh, um, data code and knowledge or be able to coding and this is uh, also something, as you can understand, uh, very hard to make this specific kind of translation of this professional be able to offer a solution in the club. So anyway, the, I think the best solution for be able to uh, develop knowledge and uh, stay ahead in this specific digital era is to try to hire a person with uh, this kind of uh, background and not people coming from the world of but hire a professional who already acknowledge in the, these specific things and not simply try to uh, develop a new knowledge in the people who are coming from the world. So I think it's something mandatory for the stay in the, this new digital era. Thanks, Stefano. Mark, have you got anything to add there? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, of course, Stefano is perfectly right. And I, I have to say also that uh, in terms of skills and how to try to adapt as well. You know, like I want to mention like a couple of positions that now are even more common in football before it was very rare to find them. It's like uh, uh, the director performance or head of innovation. Those are like people that usually operate cross departments, you know, and they usually take care about process in the case of the director performance, especially of medicine and sports science. Of course, we can have the same type of director on the football operations side. So on where probably more Stefano works with. And and then you got like uh, this head of innovation. So it's a person that is kind of assigned to manage all the technology stuff of the company. Because before what was happening that, you know, always there's a big turnover between different stuff. You know, stuff sometimes lasts less than three, four months. And when they join the club, they always ask for budget to buy all their technology. So the club keeps changing technology all the time. It's not taking an history with them, you know. So that's like a big issue instead. And this links together with the two previous questions, actually to the fourth question, because we touched this partially in every single question before, is that, you know, you need to have someone that is managing your strategy, your digital strategy. Because going digital doesn't mean just, you know, buying digital tool, but you need to have like <laughs> a strategy a framework to put in place. Otherwise, as I said before, you know, if you don't have any process, your strategy is just going to fall apart. And uh, I have to say that this is one of the skills uh, that is probably most required. It's still like small club, they think is an unnecessary hiring sometimes. But I have to say that, again, there's a cost opportunity there as well. Before you are this kind of people, and better you can set up your strategy in order to improve your process and you know finding better player, training your player better, communicate better with the with the decision maker, and so on. All the things that uh, are you know make a difference on daily basis during daily operation on the club. So I, I, I'll definitely I'll definitely uh, focus on that on that area if I was uh, uh, let's say a club manager, owner, or like a director. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and, and thank you to both there for, for uh, answering your questions that we agreed before this podcast. Um, to round off the great conversation, I've got a question for both of you. 
Um, it's an interesting one again, and one that has many layers. Um, how do you feel social media has changed the way that football clubs interact with fans and build their brand? Um, Marco, do you want to go first and then into Stefano? Yeah, definitely. This is a very, very interesting topic, Oliver, because, uh, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest impacts uh, right now, also because uh, it also raised the uh, value of the brand, of the single brands, because, of course, now you can reach out to millions of people. But at the same time, uh, we need to be careful there. Uh, I've got a little bit of background on this as well, but uh, it's definitely interesting uh, because... Uh, the question is how they are converting those uh, followers, those fans. Because most of the time, you know, social media can be also, uh, let's say, th- if I if I follow a, a team, it doesn't mean that I support that team. So it doesn't mean I, I will be, uh, I, I'm a fan or I'm a consumer, you know, on, the, on, on that side. However, of course, the opportunity is huge. Uh, you can push a lot of uh, initiatives, you know, marketing initiative. You can put in contact the player directly with, the, with your fan which is going to raise, of course, uh, the interest across, uh, around uh, around that team, around that specific player. So that, that's definitely a good thing. But on the other side, uh, probably the social media are kind of now driving the fun into another platform, which usually is sort of, uh, let's say, a parallel platform that uh, uh, the club is using in order to monetize them or anyway, to try to keep track of them in their CRM. You know, we've been seeing... Uh, you know the the thing with Spotify and Barcelona recently, uh, it did a lot of noise. But uh, that's probably one of the biggest uh, issue that we have right now on the market because we have probably 500 million supporters, you know, of the top teams, but you don't know how to track that. And uh, I believe social media will help on that for sure. I um I suppose Ryan Reynolds would have something to say on this as well with uh, the social media that him and his new side uh, made a big noise on Twitter um, over the last few months. Um, Stefano, anything yeah. to add there? Yeah, I generally agree with Marco and uh, only what I can add about that. It's also the way to interact. It's a change also when I arrived TikTok in the, this new market also because with the TikTok, the social media manager are able also to make a joke with uh, specific trends, uh, specific uh, new things, uh, specific uh, funny posts uh, in a different way than before. And this is, I think, offer also the opportunity to offer another kind of uh, face of the football club to the fans. So I think it will be also something uh, will change during the time with this new way to not take always serious this specific kind of thing. So anyway, I think it will be also the future regarding the way to interact make a new engagement with the potential fund from my emerging market. Fantastic. Thank you. And thank you both because what a, a great weight this conversation had. You know, uh, a lot of sports fans, football fans in particular, uh, will want to listen to this. Um, so a really big thank you to both for having the time, finding the time, should I say, to speak today. And that was today's Evolution Exchange podcast. A big thanks to both Marco and Stefano for joining us today and sharing their views with us. We'd like to thank you for listening and hope you can join us again next time.